Hare Krishna. Okay, I have a question from an anonymous person. And he says, what exactly is the standard for illicit sex for initiated couples within a marriage? Since Prabhupada sometimes said illicit sex means sex within marriage. And sometimes he said it means sex within marriage strictly to propagate. Uh, good question. Uh, good question from the point of view of principle that we may find Srila Prabhupada and scripture uh, also uh, gives apparently uh, contrary guidance or contrary instructions. I'm just going to have a quick drink. And uh, we need to see how we can reconcile contrary statements. So even in philosophy, there's this concept of synthesis, excuse me, uh, thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. Uh, Baladeva Dibhusan's uh, uh, commentary on Vedanta Sutra also follows uh, that uh, pattern. Uh, and not just antithesis, uh, but uh, many different uh, questions uh, that come up. This is uh, it's a little more complex, but that is the Vedic system of analysis. And one more drink. Thank you. So, uh, uh, yes. So thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. Now, can we synthesize, uh, have one answer that brings together uh, those contrary statements? That requires wisdom, experience, shakshak study. Uh, in case we can't, then, for instance, with this example, I would take the more strict route just to play it safe. But the uh, synthesis is not a difficult one. So from my reading, my hearing, uh, my hearing from Srila Prabhupada uh, and uh, understanding of advanced devotees, illicit sex means sex outside marriage for the purpose of anything other than bringing children into this world. It's not uh, entertainment. Uh, it's meant as a means uh, by which uh, one should uh, bring Krishna conscious children into this world to give them the opportunity to go back to Godhead. Guru Nasat Janani Nasat Pitana Satsat, Namo Chayata Samupetyamritum, so that they can become delivered uh, and they can finally end this cycle of repeated birth and death. And that is the purpose uh, of sex life for initiated devotees. Uh, this is the Brahminical way of life. Uh, yes, now we find uh, not just in Srila Prabhupada, but in the Vedas, 
uh, we find other such uh, statements. Now, such statements by Srila Prabhupada, for instance, say, if you have to eat meat, then eat lower animals, eat chicken, uh, eat uh, uh, goat, but don't eat the cow. Now, does Srila Prabhupada uh, therefore allow, allow devotees, initiated devotees, to eat chicken? Of course not. Uh, but for those people who are addicted to meat-eating, then better that they eat uh, an animal in, in which the sinful reaction is much less than that of a cow. And this idea of restricting your senses is a progressive, systematic thing. Even for us uh, who are uh, following all the four regulative principles, but still we are uh, in a progressive stage of development. So just like, you know, Prabhupada would say, just, you know, eat, eat as much as you can. Uh, but ultimately, the real principle is that one should uh, decrease uh, one's eating. Uh, the uh, idea is that uh, one can sleep; one should sleep six. One can sleep six, seven hours a day. But Srila Prabhupada said, spiritual advancement means decreasing sleeping. So these are. Uh, these are the actual statements that are given to us by the Acharya uh, and uh, they're meant uh, for people who cannot really follow the ideal. But those people who can't follow the ideal are not initiated devotees. Uh, So when one becomes initiated and takes initiation and takes a vow to follow the regulative principles, then there's no, uh, there's no stepping back. Just like, you know, is it good to drink coffee and tea? Well, why don't you just do the decaffeinated version? Still has the same taste, even, you know, I think I was asked uh, recently uh, about uh, non-alcoholic uh, beer. If you're really attached to the taste of beer, then better drink non-alcoholic than alcoholic. But obviously, uh, it's not necessarily something that devotees would do. It sort of brings back the the taste uh, of something, and uh, you may want to go a little further and get the buzz of that same thing as well. So... uh, Contrary things. The Vedic literature is full of such statements. So uh, it gives facility for eating meat. Srila uh, Prabhupada gives the example of offering to Kali Devi uh, a goat uh, on a full uh, on a dark moon, and uh, having a uh, having a ritual performed by, quote-unquote, a Brahmin. I don't know what Brahmins do this. But anyway, Brahmins do that. Uh, who are they? Are they Shuddha? Are they pure Brahmins? No. They're Brahmins who are in uh, Tamagoon, who's going to kill an animal. But still, they do it. Uh, but does that mean that the Vedic literature wants people to eat goats or that a devotee should do it? No, it's only for uh, people 
who are uh, attached. Uh, ultimately, they give uh, license for so many other things. Statements about Lord Shiva and Durga Devi being a uh, supreme person uh, and manifestation of the supreme Brahman and Krishna is just in. F- so these are these are also there. Uh, but then, of course, Krishna is too Bhagavan Svayam. But Srimad Bhagavatam says something else. So once again, we have contrary statements. Uh, then we have thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. How do we reconcile that? Because there are people who can't follow all of the principles. They're not that spiritually advanced, but they have some kind of inclination. There's the Kamakanda people, there's the Karma Yoga people, which means Sakam Karma Yoga, there's Nishkam Karma Yoga, then we have uh, those uh, Gyanis, uh, those who are, are really taking up a certain level of serious austerity, and then we have devotees, but we have devotees who don't have pure faith, so they're not practicing pure devotional service, it's Pure devotional service mixed with karma. It's pure devotional service with jnana or yoga. And then we have pure devotional service. And then even in pure devotional service, we have uh, uh, devotees who are uh, beginners. We have intermediate devotees. We have very advanced devotees. And there were different spiritual practices for them. For something who's a neophyte, uh, he's not supposed to do the same thing that who's an advanced devotee. I was speaking about the eating before. So we see that when neophyte devotees uh, take up uh, austerities for which they're uh, not qualified, well, I'm going to go away somewhere and chant 64 rounds or 192 rounds like Haridas Thakur, uh, they can't keep it up. Ultimately, Srila Prabhupada said, don't do it. You just chant 16 rounds minimum, chant more if you like, uh, but give your time for serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission. If you try and imitate Haridas Thakur, it won't work. But ultimately, when Prabhupada said, give me your youth, uh, and when you become old, then you can retire to Vrindavan and just chant Hare Krishna. So if you've uh, preached all your life uh, and you've chanted and followed the principles all your life, then, then you'll be able to sit down and just chant Hare Krishna and do nothing else. So thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Uh, these are the uh, ways in which we should try to see uh, contrary statements by Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. Hare Krishna.